We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to the Hoosier Huddle Podcast. I'm Sammy Jacobs. Along with us will be TJ Inman and Matt Weaver from Peaks.com uh, to talk IU football. In the last about 90 minutes, a lot of IU football news came down. We have news about uh, Peyton Ramsey heading to the transfer portal. We got a commitment uh, from Jalen Malaya. Uh, and much, much more we'll talk about. But first, uh, let's get a word in from our sponsors over at MyBookie. As a true football fan, you already know just as sure as the season change, Tom Brady will keep the Patriots in the game. Well, he got eliminated in the first round, and he's probably not going to play for the Patriots anymore. Anyway, MyBookie is the premier place to bet on all your favorite pro and college football action every weekend. We have the Super Bowl coming up next on Sunday, a lot of uh, prop bets. They always have the most up-to-date lines and prop bets of any sports book on the planet. So if you're going to bet this season or bet the Super Bowl, uh, do the smart thing and bet uh, with the bets at MyBookie. Uh, best part is, if you join right now, MyBookie will double your first deposit. That's right. If you put $1,000 in, they'll give you $1,000. So double your initial deposit. Uh, you could use on all your favorite picks. Use promo code CHAIR, that's C-H-A-I-R, to activate the offer that's promo code CHAIR to double your cash. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Uh, anyway, uh, we will uh, be talking lots of IU, IU news today. We have um, Peyton Ramsey going into the transfer portal. It was confirmed. Uh, and a, a recruitment as well. And right now we bring in uh, TJ Inman and Matt Weaver of Peaks.com. Uh, let's start with TJ. TJ, how are you doing today? Doing great. Yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for having me on, of course, and pleasure to uh, talk recruiting and uh, recent transfer developments with Indiana. I know um, Matt will be a great resource for that. Quite a bit going on as IU closes out the class. Oh, yeah, Matt, uh, a lot going on in, in the last couple of days, last couple of hours here. Uh, how are you How are you doing? I'm doing okay. How are you guys? I'm doing fantastic, trying to catch my breath from the last uh, about 90 minutes. Let's first start um, with the news about Peyton Ramsey uh, entering the transfer portal. Uh, this is not unexpected. It's... Uh, Peyton Ramsey played very, very well this past season. He's earned the right to start somewhere, which is probably why he has put his name into the portal to see 
you know, Texas options. He could always take his name out, from my understanding, and return to Indiana. Uh, but this is a way he, he's earned the right to play um, and start. And, and Indiana's not out of options at quarterback. You have Michael Penix coming back. You have Jack Tuttle coming back as well. And he'll have a, a full, hopefully a full spring practice uh, uh, under his belt. And then you have Dexter Williams, a freshman, coming in who uh, maybe may Pushed into duty. Uh, if he didn't, if he had Ramsey, he was probably redshirting 100%. And it, now that it, it kind of opens the door there. Uh, but Matt, what what are your reflections about Peyton Ramsey's impact on Indiana these last four years? Uh, well, I think yeah, I think the first thing I think about when I, uh, excuse me, I think about Peyton Ramsey is just you know the ultimate team guy, tough, gritty, um, you know, playmaker. Um, you know, may not have had, um, you know, obviously elite physical ability, um, you know, as far as throwing the ball and, and maybe even running the ball, but, you know, seemed to always find a way um, most of the time to uh, make things happen. And, you know, I think, I think this season he was, um, I think he was the MVP of the Indiana football team. I, you know, I, I don't think he was the best quarterback on the team. Um, I think that was Penix, but obviously he was able to stay healthy and Michael Penix wasn't. And, you know, I, uh, I think he, uh, he was, um you know, one of, if not, you know, at least offensively, one of the biggest reasons um, why Indiana had such a successful season and his ability to stay engaged and to stay prepared, even when he wasn't the starter earlier in the year, and then obviously to take over and really the offense didn't miss a beat um, once uh, Michael Penix was lost for the year, um, you know, was uh, was huge and, and all the credit in the world to him. And, um, you know, it's tough to see him go, but I, you know, I think it's the right decision for him if he uh, if he wants to be, you know, kind of a guaranteed starter next year. Yeah, he's definitely earned the right to go and find a place he could start, and um, he he was the the offensive MVP uh, to me. He he came up in every situation, whether it was on the road coming off the bench at Maryland or going to start at. At uh, at Nebraska, you know, carrying this team uh, to to wins all over the field, and you know, nearly leading them, helping lead them to a bowl victory as well. TJ, what are your thoughts on on Peyton Ramsey's impact on IU? Yeah, just strictly on the field, I, I thought the level of improvement that he showed uh, from what we saw in seventeen and eighteen up to uh, this past season was. Uh, really a credit to him and the work that he put into it. Uh, and then just that, look, Mike DeBoer's system uh, perhaps didn't fit Peyton Ramsey all that well. Kalen DeBoer uh, was able to put in a system in place that Peyton Ramsey could be very successful in, and Ramsey took uh, full advantage of his opportunity when he got it. Um, Matt talked about, you know, ultimate team player and uh, toughness. I, you know, I'm going to remember – his performance against uh, Nebraska when really they were getting to him uh, for a stretch in the second half and just uh, really beating him up. Uh, Ramsey didn't blink. He just kept going right back at him. Uh, there were any number of plays that he was able to make with his legs, extending plays, picking up first downs to extend drives. Uh, you know, it doesn't look like he's, you know, going to be able to, to get that angle and he, he somehow finds a way to do so. Uh, put his body on the line multiple times. Um, you know, I, I just developed a ton of respect for what he was able to do this past season. Uh, and, you know, Indiana football, while you really like the talent that IU returns at quarterback, 
somebody is going to have to step up and fill that uh, that leadership vacuum uh, that Peyton Ramsey's going to, to, to walk away from and, and leave behind. So uh, we'll see who can who can do that. I think there's plenty of good candidates for that. But uh, best of luck to Peyton Ramsey wherever he ends up going. Um, I, I certainly will be rooting for him wherever he ends up. Unless he ends up at Purdue or someplace in the Big Ten, then, um, then I probably won't root <laughs> well, for him. But I don't think that's going to happen. Um, yeah. it, it's, you know, it, it, gut feeling is probably goes, follows Kalen DeBoer uh, out to Fresno State uh, and, and finishes his uh, college career out there. And that just gives us more late night. It's not, it's Mountain West. I don't know what the hashtag for Mountain West is, but it's not Pac-12 after dark. Uh, but it gives us that time slot to, to watch and, and gives us something to root for. Uh, but let's switch gears to recruiting. Matt, Indiana landed uh, Jalen Malaya today, a defensive end out of Georgia. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about him and what he adds to this class that, that already has, um, you know, about 19 players in it right now? Yeah, he's uh, he's an athletic uh, defensive end out of uh, Archer High School in Lawrenceville, just, uh, just a, little, a little bit outside Atlanta. Uh he played actually outside linebacker. His team needed him to play outside linebacker this past season, but he'll be a defensive end um, at Indiana. Got good length. Um, he's listed at six six. I'm not quite. I'm not sure he's quite that tall, but he's a taller guy. Got good length. Um, you know, have to add some weight, but um, you know, he's got the frame to do so. This shouldn't be a, a you know a Madison Norris type situation where it's a struggle to put weight on. And I, I don't. I don't think him getting up to in the two fifties will be, you know, will be uh, a huge challenge. I mean, it'll take some time, obviously, but it's not going to be something where it's, uh, you know, just feels like a monumental task. But um, you know, athletic guy, like I said, good length. Um, you know, uh, comes from a, a, obviously a great football state. And, uh, Archer, the, you know, pretty pretty solid program down there. So they were looking to try to get a DN in this class. They're down to a couple guys here at the end, him and uh, Claude Larkins and um, Corbett Mims. And Mims decided to stick with Arkansas State. And, um, you know, uh, Biola was kind of neck. He was basically kind of neck and neck, like 1A and 1B between those two. So uh, when they got him on campus, he, he committed. And then Claude Larkins, uh, I think he committed to NC State over the weekend. So, it's a good gift for Indiana. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see if he's able to come in this year. Uh, my guess is, if, you know, if he if he plays, he's probably more of a four game guy this fall, just because he needs to get a little bit bigger. But who knows? Get with uh, Blue and Ray and those guys this summer, and maybe he puts on a quick 20, 20 or thirty pounds and, and is able to uh, get in the rotation uh, right away. Is there? Because he, he played in a three four defense in, in high school. Is there a comp? that's currently on this IU roster that you compare him to? Well, I think from a body type, I, I, kind of, I would kind of compare him to James Head. And I don't think James Head played the 3-4 in high school. But, you know, I, from a body type, I, he kind of reminds me of James Head, um, kind of those long arms, kind of almost kind of looks like a basketball player out there, um, you know. And so I, length is so important, and this is something the staff's really been focused on in recruiting is, is um is adding length and, and getting not just at, at all positions. I mean, you know, uh, it just length just wins out. It's you know, it's kind of the case in, in most sports, and so they've done a good job of, of doing that in these last few classes. And, and obviously, this is another another um another guy who helps with in that regard. So I would, but you know, from a comp standpoint, you know, it's like I went off track there. But I would say I would say James Head as far as how he plays. Kind of hard to say. I don't know that any of the other IU defensive ends played in a three-four in high school, 
but he just kind of reminds me of James Head, the way he moves on the field and, and you know, his body type. Any questions, TJ? But, you know, looking at this class, Matt, I, I know that Indiana uh, will, I guess we can get into the Koi Kronk uh, transferring. Um, that was kind of going to be found money for Indiana uh, heading into 2019. They were not expecting to have Koi Kronk, so the outlook didn't include him. Uh, it's maybe a hope that he was going to return, and it looked like he might. Uh, but he decided to, to transfer and move on. Um, so it leaves Indiana with a couple question marks along that offensive line. Um, as of it stands right now, I feel like they'd be relying uh, for depth purposes quite a bit on some talented guys, but certainly unproven. Uh, lots of redshirt freshmen and maybe redshirt sophomores that haven't seen the field. Um, I know that the coaching staff is definitely looking to add more to that offensive line. Uh, how do you project that playing out right now and do you think Indiana is able to add any additional guys that can help along the line uh, <clears throat> returning an offense that outside of that really doesn't have many question marks yeah uh, I mean I think you got you got right now you know you got four-fifths of an offensive line that's pretty much spoken for with um, Matthew Bedford and Caleb Jones and then uh, interior wise Harry Kreider and um, Dylan Powell uh, it's that kind of that fifth spot. I mean, if, if the season was going to start this this week and it, there was nobody else added, you know, my money would be on Michael Kadick to be the fifth starter. I know they really like him. Obviously, he's an inexperienced guy, but talented. But they had Devery Hamilton in this past weekend, the grad transfer from Stanford, and um, he's actually kind of similar to Dylan Powell. He's, he's technically on paper got one more year, but because he got hurt and then also you know set out another year, he could he could uh, uh, appeal and possibly get a sixth year. Um, and have two more years. You know, whether that happens and whether he would want to play two more years, you know, remains to be seen. But uh, visit went great with him. Uh, Dylan Powell and him were actually were roommates at Stanford, so they're really close. Um, so that definitely helps. And, you know, Indiana's in on Javon Swan, another Stanford grad transfer, and they're in great shape there. So, you know, it, he'll have some – he would have some familiar faces if he would decide to go to IU. He visited Pittsburgh, um, and he's supposed to go to Duke this upcoming weekend. So I think he's down to those three schools. Now, I, he can't. He doesn't graduate till May, so I'm not exactly sure how that works. They don't really sign letters of intent, so I don't think he could probably really do anything officially until after he graduates, but uh, I need to really kind of brush myself up on those rules because I'm not sure how that works. But if you got him, that's a guy you could probably definitely plug in somewhere. Um, and then, you know, you're starting to align. Is, you know, I mean, uh, Coy Cronk coming back would have been great if you trade uh, Coy Cronk for Dever Hamilton. I'm not saying Dever Hamilton is good, but that's not a terrible trade. Um, you're not really trading down all that much, if at all. So, uh, if that happens, I think you got a starting five. To me, the bigger question is: is who's who's the six, seven, eight, nine O lineman? Who's that backup tackle? Who's you know because yeah. injuries happen? Who goes in at guard or center? Um, so, you know, uh, can a guy like Aiden Rafferty step in if they have to, if they need him to at tackle? Um, you know, can Kadic be a guy that they can count on if they need him? You know. Uh, just questions like that. Um, you know, who's who's kind of after? Because this year they had some guys that did have some experience. McKenzie Noir looks like he's going to come back, so he gives you some depth. Um, and he could be a potential starter if you don't have anybody else. But um, you know, I, I think you make a good point about the O line. I think it's you know you feel good about four fifths of it. It's just that fifth guy, and then maybe the few guys after that. Um, you know, but I like the talent they have. It's just getting those guys reps and getting them up to game speed. So, Devery right, Hamilton, so. Uh, Devery Hamilton, a guy that at Stanford 
Uh, he started games at tackle and guard. Uh, I assume Indiana's recruiting him to to be kind of a swing guy, but primarily play guard. Would that be accurate? Well, I, I you know I think there's a chance he could also get a shot at tackle. I I, I don't think that's out of the question. I think I think if uh, they're gonna they're gonna try to find your obviously your five best linemen and then put him in the five best spots. And, um, you know I think the the plan right now would be to play Matthew Bedford and Caleb Jones at the tackle spots. Uh, but if he if he was you know as good or better now. To me, Caleb Jones, I don't think you could move him to guard. It, with his height, I no. don't think that would work. He's just too tall. Bedford, I think you could possibly move to guard, and that, that would kind of be play itself out on the practice field. Um, and I'll be, like you said, Hamilton could – obviously he started, I think, four game, the first four games at guard. Like I think once at left guard and three at right guard. I'm going to have that backwards for Stanford this year. But And he's also played, like you said, at tackle in the past. So, um, to me, it's a good problem. You bring him in and you figure it out. Um, and, uh, you know, if he's a guard or or if he's a tackle, I think you're, I think you'll line, Indiana's will line in 2020 is going to be pretty good. Yeah, it's, he's also played center as well. Uh, so Matt, you're saying it's not going to be a Paul O'Neill, Roberto Kelly type trade um, <laughs> no. for Cronk no. for, uh, for Devery Hamilton. Um, no, Yesterday, Indiana had It won't be a sunny gray from the east to the red trade either where, where the reds won that one. Well, uh, had, uh, how many games in October did you guys play? There is sunny, <laughs> sunny gray pitch in. Um, anyway, uh, back, back to football. Matt, yesterday was Indiana's first junior day uh, of the cycle. Um, they really had a, a good group, especially in-state players, uh, how was the – it looked like the feedback on social media and, and having talked to some of the prospects uh, coming out of Bloomington, uh, d- did junior day go as well as uh, it seems? Yeah, I think so. I mean, first of all, the group was really impressive. Um, you know, there's a bunch of names, so I won't go through all of them. But, I mean, basically you had most of the top – the top guys in the state of Indiana, not just in the 21 class, but also you know, some of the 22 class. Um, you know, the number one player in 22, uh, Joe Strickland, I'll name him just because he, he might arguably be the best player in the state regardless of class. Um, he ended up in Indianapolis for buff, but a lot of good players. Uh, I mean, I've been reaching out to guys, um, and the feedback's been great. Brady Allen, Austin Booker, uh, Luke Collinsworth, I mean, Caden Curry, Caleb Edwards. I go on and on. These guys are all – you know, saying great things. I mean, and, 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 you know, I mean, you'd be so almost be surprised if you don't hear that. But um, you know, it's just nice. To, they, you know, they, and the the thing that I keep it's uh, not just with these guys, but throughout this is how impressed guys are with the strength staff and the plan that they have. I mean, I think Doctor um, uh, Dave Ballou and Doctor Matt Ray are just fantastic when it comes to these guys coming on campus and seeing what they because I mean. Let's be honest, these guys, want, they all want to go to the NFL. Now, they're obviously not all going to, but these guys, Blue and Ray, know how to get guys if they have the ability to that level, or at least physically to that level, um, and to bring out the most of their ability. And when they see what these guys have done and who they've worked with, it's just it's really impressive. And, and I, I, it's amazing how many guys say, uh, I love the strength staff, I love what they said, and all that kind of stuff. I mean, they loved everything else, the new facility, the locker room and all that, but um, they it, they made a good impression. This is this is kind of the early part of the of the uh, you know the dating so to speak. I mean this isn't this isn't the heavy lifting part, but you're kind of getting into it. This is starting to build the relationship, and then 
you know, keep getting these guys on campus. And, and there's a, after the signing day, there's kind of a dead period. They won't be back on campus again until spring ball. But just kind of keep it going and going. And then hopefully, you know, in June or whenever these guys decide to, to make their commitments late summer, you know, you're right there with them. But I think so far it's going as well as it could have gone. And then, Matt, signing day is next Wednesday. Uh, Indiana has a couple more spots left. Do you see outside of Hamilton and, and some other guys, what what are some uh, – who are some other players that fans should keep their eyes on about being uh, becoming future Hoosiers? Uh, well, I mean, Khalil Benson, a lineman out of uh, South Haven, uh, Mississippi, which is basically South Memphis. He's literally right across the state line. I mean, in fact, he told me you can – Memphis is almost in walking distance from where he lives. Um, so uh, he was the guy who was in this past weekend. It's down to um, uh, IU and Mississippi State. He was an old Miss commit, and then when they had the coaching change, he, uh, he you know, opened things back up. So, you know, Mississippi State's going to have that, that proximity advantage. I mean, it's, you know, probably about three or four hours closer to his home than Indiana is. But, you know, the things that he told me and that he said he's he really wants, a family-type atmosphere, a program that has kind of a spiritual side to it, and, and, you know, it kind of has that – basically the LEO-type motto uh, is what he's looking for. So, um, you know, but like I said, Mississippi State's an SEC program. It's close to home. You know, Mike Leach is coming in and generating all kinds of excitement. Um, it'll just be interesting to see if he clicks with him and that staff like he clicked with Tom <clears> – <throat> excuse me, Tom Allen <clears throat> and his staff this past weekend. So, he would be a huge fan. I, I, yeah. I can't think of oh, two sorry, guys that are – I can't think of two guys that are quite uh, – I don't want to say polar opposites, but those are two very, very different uh, head coaching types, right there. Well, yeah, I mean, if you're gonna if you're if you're gonna get a, a spiritual sight from Mike Leach, it's not probably the kind that most people are thinking of. So, uh-uh. um, I think he's a heck of a coach. I think he's a terrific coach, but you know, he's probably not for everybody. Just like Tom Allen's probably not for everybody. But in this case, just based on what Khalil told me, I'm not saying it's going to be Indiana. I think if he goes by those factors, Indiana's the better choice i i've heard that his mom he came up with his mother and he's very close to his mom and his aunt came with him and i've heard that they both were very comfortable and they really liked indiana um you know whether that'll be enough <clears throat> we'll wait and see i'm guessing they'll go with him to his trip this weekend to uh to starkville and when he checks out mississippi state and you know uh still waiting to see what names come up this weekend but i my guess is there'll be some guys they bring in this upcoming weekend maybe a lineman or two you know, just as a backup plan to Benson, uh, probably, a, you know, a high school guy or two, if there's some guys out there they like, um, you know, guy to keep your eye on, maybe Trey Tuggle um, from out, I think he's from Mississippi too. Um, you know, he might be a guy, but I, I you know, I'm not saying he is going to visit, but he could be a guy. I know they talked to him in the past. He's not a really a new name, so uh, he could be a guy that, that, that comes in for a visit. There may be some others. Um, it's kind of early in the week. Usually visits are kind of more solidified around Wednesday, even Thursday. Um, but they're they're pretty much at the end. I don't know that they're going to bring – it's not going to be a big visit, uh, group of visitors. It probably won't be much bigger than it was this past weekend when they had three. Right. All right, Matt, we'll let you get going. Um, I know you have a lot of work to do. Uh, thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll talk again soon, right after signing okay. day, which is on Wednesday, I, I believe, the 5th. So thank you. Okay, guys, thanks so much. Take care. Thanks, Matt. All right, that was that was Matt Weaver from Peaks.com. Great stuff as, as usual. Uh, TJ, it's been a lot of news in a short amount of time for IU here. Do you have any any final thoughts before we we sign off of uh, off of the podcast? 
Well, I, I don't want to um, I don't want to tell people how to feel. Uh, however, I do think it's important to exercise caution when forming an opinion about the transfers of Coy Cronk and Peyton Ramsey. Um, I, I think that they are um, somewhat similar, but also quite different. Uh, Coy Cronk, I think transferring was strictly um, initially, I thought it was strictly a matter of, well, he just wants to start at tackle and he wasn't going to do that. He doesn't believe he's a guard and that's, that's his opinion. And he's going to battle for a tackle spot, whether that's the case or not. Uh, that's why he's leaving Peyton Ramsey. Um, yeah, I, I think, um, understands that, look, there's one starting quarterback on every team, uh, one guy, and he wants to be that guy. I think he's earned that. And, uh, he's going to choose to go somewhere where he knows he's going to be that guy. Uh, if it's Kalen DeBoer in Fresno State, that makes perfect sense. Uh, and if it is that, I, I you know I hope that they go twelve and zero. You know, and um, it's unlikely given what I know about that roster. But uh, I think Peyton Ramsey would help them tremendously, and I hope that that uh, works out for both sides. But I think it's important to understand Peyton Ramsey is not leaving and Coy Cronk are not leaving because there's something wrong with Indiana's program. Um, the, the positive momentum surrounding this program has not gone away because those two guys leave. Uh, this is the current state of college football uh, and college athletics in general. And Indiana is not alone in this and, and they will not be the only ones to have a guy that believes he should be a starting quarterback or a guy that believes he should be starting at tackle uh, where if you weren't paying attention, you might be surprised that they're not going to have their senior year at Indiana. Um, They're not going to be the only ones that have that come up. So pay attention to the rest of college football before maybe passing judgment on what you think might be wrong with Indiana's football program. Um, I'm not saying it's without fault, uh, and there are some things to be improved upon for sure, but these transfers are not an indication of some, you know, impending doom for Tom Allen's program. Yeah, and I think that's 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 something that you need to keep things in perspective. And it was, yeah, I, I think this year was the bonus year. Peyton Ramsey could have very easily said after he lost the job, "I'm out of here." I deserve, you know, I started all last year. I deserve to start somewhere, and and some place probably would have taken him. Uh, but he he came back. He showed a lot of loyalty. Uh, he he won over a lot of fans. And if you told fans in after the spring game that hey Peyton Ramsey's not going to be the quarterback, I think they they probably would have been happy about it. But after this season, it's. There are things that that Peyton Ramsey has that are that are going to be irreplaceable. The guy is tough. He's a a leader that his teammates respected, and things like that. So there's all these intangibles that are going to be very very, um, very very difficult to replace. As far as Koi Kronk goes, it's you know I, I've used the term found money as well, TJ. It's it's because he wasn't supposed to be back and. You know what? He goes to Iowa and 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 things like that. But you, you can't please everybody all of the time. 
uh, or else you're you're a hundred percent going to fail. Everybody who's tried to do that is, ha, has failed. Uh, but it, it is not an indication that this Indiana program has something uh, deeper that that's an issue and and things like that. Um, it's as you said, it's what college football and college sports is right now. If a player wants, you, you want to play. It's where the pro scouts find you. They're not going to find you on the uh, on the bench. It's you know, it's you got to get exposure. With, with the way games are on TV now, every game is on TV. You can find Fresno State games. You can find Hawaii games. Uh, every MAC game is on TV. Um, heck, you could find you know uh, FCS games on TV most weekends, uh, and, and sometimes even Division two and Division three games are regularly on TV. Uh, but it's they, people want to play. And Peyton Ramsey has given four years to this program, his heart and soul to this program, and he, he his decision is: I want to play. I want to play my my fifth year and you know and he was beaten out by Michael Penix and the reason he got hit the starting job back is because uh Penix got hurt not because he beat out Penix but he uh proved in that time that hey he, he could play at a very very high level and he answered a lot of questions that we had coming in uh, about his abilities as a quarterback and you know my hat's off to Peyton Ramsey cuz you don't you don't get carried off the field at Purdue uh you know, every other year after a win, uh, you have to have the respect of, of your teammates, um, your teammates and your coaches uh, to be carried off after a win like that, after a season like that. So uh, it, it is what it is. And I, I wish Peyton the, the best of luck and we'll see where he lands um, and, and things like that. But outside of that, this Indiana football program has a, a lot of momentum uh, it's going to have a lot of outside expectations and how they're going to handle those expectations is going to define the season. They have a chance early on uh, to make some noise uh, before it gets really brutal in the backstretch. Some people have IU's 2020 schedule uh, as one of the 10 hardest schedules in the country, but we all know how that goes. You, you look at, at the schedule before last year, TJ, we both said, it's you draw you look at Northwestern you look at at Nebraska and at Purdue and you go oh man those crossover games are really really tough uh, but then this year all three of those teams have down years uh, and and catastrophic injuries to players and things like that so it's very very hard especially in January to predict um, you know how difficult a schedule is going to be for the next year. But Indiana has a chance to make some noise, and, and we both, TJ, circled 2020 as the year that Indiana can make that, that leap um, that they had made in, in 2019. So, uh, anyway, TJ, thanks for joining us on, on this Monday. It's great to talk college football. We'll be back after National Signing Day uh, to review the, the full 2020 class uh, and talk about what whatever el- other news that uh, it comes up for, for Indiana football. Yeah, if Indiana can close with the commitment they got today uh, and add Devery Hamilton and Khalil Benson to the class, uh, plus Javon Swan, um, you know, I mean, they can't add Hamilton prior to signing day. We get that. But, 
big picture. If they can add those guys to close, that would be, one, an exceptional use of the transfer market, uh, and, and two, uh, would you know be right up there with, with the really good classes we've seen here recently and uh, would keep building the depth in Indiana's program, which is what we've been talking about. You have to build that depth, and I think that's what Indiana's doing. So um, hopefully they can close with those guys and keep adding that beef along the line. Um, we're excited for that, and we'll have some good pieces on Peyton Ramsey and uh, the offensive line and lots of other stuff as that uh, progresses here throughout the offseason. Definitely. All right, thank you for joining us, TJ. We'll be back uh, after National Signing Day in a couple weeks uh, to talk about uh, the, the incoming class. Uh, if you haven't, follow us on Twitter at Hoosier underscore huddle. Check out our new Facebook page. Uh, as well, it's facebook.com uh, backslash official Hoosier Huddle page. Uh, and check that out. Give us a follow as well on that. And then keep coming back for HoosierHuddle.com uh, for all the latest Indiana football news. Uh, thanks for joining us. Enjoy the rest of your Monday. Enjoy Super Bowl Sunday after that. Uh, it's the XFL and, and, uh, and the college football offseason. So thank you for joining us. Have a pleasant evening, and we'll be back in a couple weeks. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. 
That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. 